advice from hannah show i have a guest in the building i'm kind of excited i'm kind of excited but i'm nervous i don't know where the cobble's going uh i have amanda butalezi general life coach in the building welcome amanda how are you i'm good thank you for having me hannah i love your podcast and i just i love your energy so i'm glad to be here and chatting to you I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. I we were chit chatting before we went on air, and I think you're super dope. Uh, we had met through a networking room, networking room in Toronto. Professional woman, shout out to Christine. What up? And uh, yeah, we've been we've been frenzies ever since. <laughs> yeah, um, I love those networking. I love just connecting to people and getting to know other entrepreneurs, right? Because it can get a bit lonely being a solopreneur and just going through all the things. Um, so I'm just always happy to um, find people that are doing, going through all the stuff that I'm going through. So, yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely. That's, that's sisterhood, right? That's the yeah. point of it. We can always connect with each other and, and know where we are in life. But before we go much further into the episode, can you, can what do you do, girl? Like tell the people, <laughs> tell the people, what do you do? <laughs> I'm a life coach. Um, so what that means is I help people with their goals. So whatever results that they want to achieve, right? Um, I know that sometimes we have these dreams and we have these visions and but just but we just struggle to implement them. We struggle to just start or to keep going. And I help people with that. So I um I evaluate where they stuck. I help them to get clear on what it is that they care about and yeah, and help them take action consistently so that they can get those results. How did you stumble across this career? I always, I always like to ask this question. How did, how did this get started? I actually, this is, it's, it's a, it's a bit of a long story, but I started out as an IT developer. So I studied computer science in school um, and then started to work as a developer for about six years. But while I was in university, I actually did a, a course on psych- in psychology and I, I was drawn to it. Like I really liked it, but I just, I, I didn't trust that I would be able to um, get a good job out of it. It seemed 
really long, like getting a master's, getting a PhD. And I was really, um, I really wanted a, a good paying job. And I just wanted to finish school and just get money. And I, I just went with IT for a while and it was good. I learned so much, but it kept on bugging me. Like I kept on wanting to explore this, explore psychology. One, I wanted to help people more. And eventually I just took the, I took the plunge. I just made the decision. I was like, I am going to give it all up to do something that I am really passionate about. And coaching was a good fit because it was, it, it, it was it touched on psychology and I got to, um, I knew that I'd be helping people and connecting with them one-on-one. Um, yeah. So that's how I got into it. That's so funny how you mentioned that you went to school for computer science and, and you toggled into it, into psychology, but the, we always have this, this rush to make money. Yes. Like, why? <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's very, very, um, seductive. Right. And for me, honestly, it, it was, it had a lot to do with my background. Um, as I was saying like earlier, I am, I'm from South Africa. So back in South Africa, I really, um, we grew up really poor, like, and my mother struggled a lot to put food on the table and just to get us into good schools. And I kind of had this rush to just want to be stable and be secure and kind of um just not be a burden on my family really I just wanted to be make sure that I I kind of wanted something that's guaranteed and um back in South Africa like something in the in the sciences and computers I everybody was just like raving about it as something that's guaranteed and I went for it and um yeah and I Honestly, like I feel like it's it wasn't a bad decision per se, but because I got to learn from it, I got to learn why I actually made that decision. Like, what was it that what was that fear that was there? Like, what what was driving me? And it was security. Like, it was just like that. You know how the Maslow hierarchy goes, right? We need that security, and it's like it's our basic need. And that's where my head was at at the time. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I was definitely thinking about security. Most definitely, especially in the sciences and stuff like that, that's guaranteed work. And you know what it really does. I find that just working in the tax space alone makes you really analytical, which is Mm. a very strong key tool for you to have in any other business, uh, which is, which I think kind of double dutches with you being a life coach because you're able to analyze Mm -hmm. things and at a different level. Oh, absolutely. Uh, You're so right. Uh, Because you, you learn, I learned so much, like you learn so many different skills and one of them is definitely being able to be more of a critical thinker and also be logical about things. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I also learned a lot about relationships, you know, like in a corporate environment, like you, you, you learn a lot about people in that space and you learn a lot about working with people and how to be a professional, be professional and responsible, right. While you're working with other people and, um, all of that sort of translates and kind of, um, 
has made me uh, more appreciative of my experience, even though I it, I wasn't doing the thing that I knew that I was called to do. But I can I can learn. I can take some of those skills and some of the things that I've learned from that, which is cool. That's really interesting that you say this. I identify myself with what you were saying because when I was in college, I got a 98 in speaking with confidence. And whenever I would yeah. do a group project, I would work with the international students. So they would always make me talk. But I thought they made me talk because they didn't feel confident in their English skills, but it really was because I'm good on stage. Yeah. And it took me a while for me to to get to that point. Like, wait, no, whenever I open this big old mouth of mine, people listen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so cool. So when did you, de- so you decided at some point that you're going to pursue that? How long did you wait until you pursued it? Was it a while? Well, I finished college at 26. Um, and I started my brand advice from Hannah at 28. So okay, it took me okay. about, but I was, I worked multiple jobs while I went to school. So it was never really like I, I I've never been Amanda unemployed before ever in my wow. life. I started working at 14 and I've been working ever since I've never not been working. So oh it's just one of those things that it, I never saw it to be a career until I went, I went to a TEDx talk and, uh, funny enough. And it's funny because I've never applied for it. I've applied for one TEDx application and didn't get back to me. And to me, I was like, okay, whatever, screw this. Um, I don't need an organization to tell me that I'm a speaker. I know I am kind of uh, attitude that I have. I don't know if this is good or bad. That's good. It's good. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, whatever. I'll make my own stages. And then I just started making my own events. But long short, I went on the TEDx stage and when I would see people on stage, I wanted to do it too. And that was like the first time that I thought, wow, I can actually do this because the people on stage are like me. Like we're not That's that amazing. different, right? Not that, not that I'm compared, you know what I mean? But yeah, we're, we're, we're all humans. We can all yeah. do anything that we want. Kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, and it, that's how you get inspired to do things, right? You see other people and you think, I can do that. That's actually something that I want. And you feel the desire in your heart. And um, that's how I knew that I wanted to do what, I, what I'm doing. You get inspired by people. And I feel like that's, that's everything. And yeah, good for you for going for it. So how long? That was like two years ago, right? <laughs> that, that was almost four. Um, yeah, it's almost four years. My brand turned four years old this oh, yeah. March. And I forgot about it too. Like, you know how people are like, oh, we're four years old. Yay. I it, it, I was working, girl. Like, I'm like, who has time to celebrate these anniversaries when we're working? So, I am glad you appreciate my humor, Amanda. I don't know. I, I may do. want to come back. <laughs> I do. But yeah, that's amazing to to actually go for what you what you want to do. Like I and that's the thing, like you get all these uh, all these hints from from people or from people around you um telling sort of just telling you that oh you're really good at this, you're really good at that. I also 
think I, I, when I look back retrospectively, it's always like, you know, um, hindsight is always twenty twenty. I see that I was actually doing this all along, like with my mm-hmm. family as well. I, <laughs> I was the person who's always like, bring like giving them tips on how to be healthier, giving them tips on how to um, lose weight and exercise more. Like they were just like, Oh, Amanda, Oh, Amanda's here. Uh, She's going to tell us about this again. And just like, Oh, she's the, you know, the motivator of the, of the, of the family. And I just, I thought that was just who I am. I never actually um, thought of anything of it. Like it could be my work. It It could be something that I did. So yeah, it's always good to um, to actually listen or pay attention to, you know, what the universe is saying or it's kind of highlighting. We're not saying stuff to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you know, sometimes people give me a compliment and I'm like, oh, I think they're just trying to be polite. But no, <laughs> go. Like, take the compliment. Fly with it, you know? If you start, yeah. if you keep hearing the same compliment in different variations and chances are you're doing the thing right oh yeah you know oh that's so true that's so true and you're right like we and i i'm I'm so guilty of this like it's something that i need to learn um to do and i think it's just (laughs) i was just talking to my uh, partner the other day and i was evaluating some of my because i do these evaluations of my content on my on my uh on my social media and i was just down Sorry? Why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> I was evaluating it, but evaluations are good, but the way I was doing it was a bit um wasn't helpful at all. But I was I was looking at the comments and these I only look at comments from people that I like like I know and trust and and then um there were good comments, but I was also downplaying it as they were just being nice. They were just being polite. So I was actually thinking of that when you were saying that. Because I was doing that myself. And it's just, it's it doesn't work that way. I think people, like, especially people that you know, they're not going to, you know, uh, mislead you like that. They're not going to say they like something that they don't like. And I had to remember that while I was, yeah, looking at my content. <laughs> Almost definitely. I think it's a win that people that you know are commenting on you. It has taken me such a long time to get any of my, like, not family, but just, like, original mm. friends to understand what I do. It's been, you know, it's it's one of those things that now they're kind of starting to come around and, like, reposting my content. And and I'm sure this is stuff that you hear from from your clients. So my, my follow-up question is, how do you, how do you deal with, your supporters are going to be total strangers at the beginning. Oh, this, yeah, this is so, so, (laughs) this is a fun question because you're right. Like one of the things that I learned very early on, even as a life coach is the people that you're going to, that are your close knit family and support, they're not going to understand your decision to just go 180 and start a new, a new career or um, change tracks. You know, they're not really going to understand that. And I think that's okay as well. Right. Because they know you from, they know 
all of you, right? They know you as a child. They know you as, especially your family and your friends. They know you in high school, like all the stuff that you did in high school and um, the, your maturity in high school. And um, what, even in university, right? We're different people. And when you start something new and you're becoming a different version of yourself, right? It's going to take them time to adjust to this new version of, of, of you or whatever this, this new, um, uh, yeah, this new version of you that you being now and following your heart and following your truth and following your purpose. And they just not going to get that right away. And I think, um, it's very easy to, uh, feel really bad about that and feel like, it's uh, it's something that they are depriving you f- uh, of, you know, like you want their support, obviously. But if, once you understand that, you know what, it's okay. I let me let me take this new this version of me and try and uh, at least engage with other people that don't know me already. Like as a life as a, as a life coach, I that's what I did. Like when I was really uh, getting into this new identity of being a life coach and this professional identity of being a life coach, I wanted to interact with people that didn't know me, right? That people that will experience me as a life coach for the very first time and see them reflect that back to me, right? And then that kind of also builds up my confidence in this new uh, identity that um, that I'm in. And yeah, so I, I, that comes up a lot when people are doing something new and I just, I always, I always advise acceptance and also just trying to understand the other, uh, your, the, uh, the, your family, their point of view or the, the way they might be still a little slow to catch up on this new thing that you're doing and yeah, being compassionate with yourself through it and not, and also with them, right? Well, that was a bar. You dropped a bar right there. <laughs> so many people, they they fear, like I've had conversations with different individuals and like, oh, well, you know, Susie, honestly, I say Susie in every example. I don't even know a Susie. But, <laughs> um, sorry, Susie, if you listen to me. But anyways, they always like, oh, well, Susie's not supporting me. Well, Susie's not coming out to my events. And I'm, I could you not. Every time I've held an event, every time I've been in a corporate room, the mm-hmm. person, the first person that asks me to show up, that they want to show up, is somebody not in my network. I kid yeah. you not. Till this day. Like, you know, it's, it's a complete random stranger yeah. that I have, you know, communicated with on social media or that we've crossed paths once or twice. Those will be like the very first. I'm like, oh, my God, you just bought mm-hmm. a ticket. Oh, my God, you want to come out and see me? That's so rad. You know? And it's yeah. just one of those things that you have to accept. Oh yeah, and I think Hannah, another thing is like when you are in the inspiration or in the energy of creating something, and you're communicating that to complete strangers, right? They're receiving you as just that. They have nothing else to compare with, right? So when your energy is out there and you are inspired by what you do and you're so excited about what you're going to create and you're inviting them to join you that's all they know so they don't have other competing thoughts right they don't have and that's kind of like some of the context that I always try and bring back into my own mind and also 
with other people when I'm helping them through something similar, like some, similar to this. So I think that's just like, it's always important to have that context in my opinion. No, well, most definitely it, you, you hit it on the nail. It's, it's important because you're going to be learning and meeting a new version of yourself that you knew was there all along, Yeah, but that you've just finally had the courage to bring him, her, they, I don't even know these pronouns anymore, but <laughs> just let's not get into this conversation. I don't want to offend it. I was so confused at first with them. I'm like, what is this? And then I sat down and somebody explained it to me. I'm like, ah, I understand. <laughs> it takes a minute to really understand. Girl, <laughs> I'm just like, what is your name? Can I just call you your name? Does that work? How do I pronounce your name? Like, how do I say it properly? It's one of the questions I always ask somebody because I I hate when people spell my name wrong, like H-A-N-N-A-H, and it doesn't have an H at the end. It irritates me. But, you know, so I always ask how to write it and how to say it properly. But when did you realize that this could be your business. Like I know you, you've always been doing it from what it sounds like. Uh, you took a leap of your a chance on yourself when you went to coaching school. When did you realize like, oh shoot, this is, this can actually be something. I, I actually, I honestly, like I follow a lot of uh, other coaches and I follow like a lot of um, stories on, and on, on, people just like going from you know having a corporate job to having um a a, a a thriving business but for me it was it was definitely knowing that i would this is the thing that i want to do for the rest of my life so i kind of realized that the more time i spend on it the more i work on it the the more i will um, I will actually get there. I'll get the clients and I'll get, um, uh, I'll get good at it. I'll get better at it. So it was kind of a no brainer in, in a sense that all I had to do was just invest more time to it. Like, um, I, cause I, I knew that this is what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And if I could do it for free, I would, but I can't because I need to support myself. So I just thought, okay, I need to learn all these skills so that I can support myself and still do this. So let me just invest the time. So that's how I decided. No, well, it's logical, right? And there, and there it comes, your analytical skills from computer science. <laughs> there it is. There it is, right? It's yeah. come back full circle. I had to highlight that for you. I was like, See, I knew it. I knew it. Analytics, you, you you look at the pros, you look at the cons, you look at the variables. All right. You you kind of, okay, I'm taking a risk. Let's go. I'm an, I'm an analytical person too, as funny as I am. But I, you know, I just, but sometimes I'm just like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. yeah. Do it anyways. Sometimes you have to do that. Sometimes you, my brain is, I, I love it. I love my ability to think, analyze all of it, but it can sometimes overthink. It can just sometimes just take things too far. Sometimes just like, let's just do it. You know, let's just dive in. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just why you start overthinking. If I yeah. cannot overthink for a day, Amanda, I would be very happy. <laughs> I just want more flowers. I'm not asking for a lot. I'm not, I'm not, I'm like, my goodness gracious. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's 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 a problem. You have like I overthink as well, so it's kind of something that I deal with all the time. Um, but yeah, it's you know like I feel like although it's sometimes a, a gift. Um, yeah, it sometimes it does it does cause problems. <laughs> yes, because you can think of like thirty outcomes for one thing, and it's so frustrating, so frustrating. Um, and the old, I find the older I get, the more I'm overthinking. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Oh my gosh! Somehow I feel like it's the opposite for me. Like I feel like as I mature, the more the less I overthink. No, I don't know, bro. This thing has been on, on, I don't know if it's my, so my birthday's in a couple of weeks. I, by the time this airs, I'd be in the fully 33 year old. Oh. And it, I don't know what it is with, I was okay turning 32, cool with 31. I celebrated my 30th for like a month. And 33 is just, I don't know what it is. Don't know what it is. Oh my gosh. I'm at 31, so. Oh, I just decided to like, you know, take my life and, you know, turn it upside down, but it's okay. I had a good time. <laughs> I think I did. I did that at 28. I'm like, nope, scratch it. Let's start over <laughs> I well, with my career. I was thinking about it at 28, but I didn't do it till 31. It oh took me a gosh. while. Yeah. yeah. You're a little braver than me um, in, in that sense. Cause I'm like, I think. I think I was just terrified of 30. Like, I remember I, I had my crisis or whatever at 28 because I was like, I cannot be at 30 and not have this figured out. <laughs> no, I really felt that by 30. I felt that 30 to me when I was 28, I felt that it would be the era of discovery. So, hmm. you know, it didn't really hit me as... I, have to, I know what the fuck's happening with me at 33. I don't know if it's because I can't turn the number around. <laughs> I don't what know do what you mean you can't turn the number around? As in- I kept saying this year, I'm like 23. You know, and then when I turned 31, I was like, I'm like 13. You know, ah. so I can't turn the three. <laughs> yeah, you can't. There's nothing I can do, right? So it's kind of like that pivotal. It's to me, it's like the pivotal moment of, I'm mid thirties. Like yeah. I'm just not much closer to mid thirties. Right. So, and I'm excited for 40. I want to be 40 as weird as that may sound. Cause I want to, there's like a mental clarity over there in the fourth, the fourth floor that I can hear <laughs> I want. <laughs> I love that. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, that's good. I felt like 30 did that for me. Um, I remember my partner is, he's four years older than me. So he kept on saying, don't worry. Once you hit 30, you just start to accept a whole bunch of things. Like your acceptance bar just goes through the roof and mine didn't go through the roof, but there was so much I started to accept at 30. So maybe that's going to happen at 40 for you. Like more of that. <laughs> more of that. Oh yeah, there's some things I get that I get that I get. I feel like I feel talking to you. I feel like we've been friends forever. This is like, is this this is why you're a coach? I get it. I get it now. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I love I that. <laughs> I feel the same. Yeah, you just make me feel. But I'm like, okay, yay, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Mana does the thing. This is exciting. This is exciting. What? What's a question that you've always wanted to ask somebody that you've never been able to? I'd like to. I would like to say me. Like, if you have any questions for me, ask me. But for it's sure. here for anybody, really. Mm, a question that I like to ask. Um, what? Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah, this is this one. This one could go bad, but like, what's no, your no. deepest fear? What's your deepest fear? Oh, I have two. Okay. I have two. One is losing my mother, which is inedible, um, because she's always been with me. So I can't imagine life without her being in yeah. the physical world. And I know it's I know it's something that I will have to face one day, and I just don't want to. Yeah. So that's one. And then two would be not living to my fullest potential. Oh, yeah. That that's a good my, one. I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I just, that's... That's it. That's, I feel like that is one of mine as well. Like not, and I had this one really, when I was telling you that I had the crisis on around the age of 28, that was the, the biggest fear that was driving that. And, um, it's, it's essentially it, I don't have it as strongly now because I feel like I'm in my lane. Like, I feel like whatever I do in in what I'm doing now, um, while while when I was at 28, I was still doing computer science. I was still in IT, and I kind of felt a bit stuck there. So um, it has decreased quite a bit. But yeah, that's a strong one. I remember feeling that really strongly because yeah, yeah I, I just want to <laughs> not live to my full potential, and I and I don't believe that I've reached my full potential. Yeah. Even though I do all the things that I do, I don't feel like this is, I know I could do more. Um, but I just have to sharpen my, sharpen my skill sets and my, oh, yeah. the tools in my, in my box more to kind of get Oh, there. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so true. Like, I feel, it's, it's, it's a journey, right? It's, and I look at it as a journey of a lifetime, but you're right. Like, you, sometimes you get to that point and you know that, you just need a little bit of something, right? Like you kind of, you know that you need maybe a, like a tool, like you're saying, like an extra, an extra tool or uh, somebody, a mentor or someone to, uh, to sort of like make it, a, help you just make it a bit clear on where you're going. And, and uh, yeah, I feel like when I talk to some people as well, like, potential clients or friends even I they, they that comes up a lot like not actually believing that you're on your way like believing that you are gonna like just having that belief that you're on that path and it's gonna happen for you and uh, I think that's really that's really tough to have to 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 be able to believe that and have that in your mind so that not that you relax, but like you, 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 it makes the journey just put a little bit more graceful and a little bit more like, uh, even though you're doing all the things, you still giving you, you cutting yourself some slack and saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get there. This is going to happen for me. But yeah, that's something that I think about. (laughs) 
most definitely i like how you tied that in like you're gonna get there it's gonna happen but sometimes we need help and i know that you're you're a coach and you offer services so if somebody listening to us kind of wants to reach out and and you know, have a one-on-one session or I don't know what is a discovery or. Yeah, I do. I, yeah, I do. I give, um, free consultations. So it's about an hour and sometimes it goes up to an hour and a half. And we just talk about how I can help you. And it's like no strings attached, this consultation. We just go through everything and we see where you're stuck. We see, um, how my process can help you um, get where you the results that you want, whether it's in your work, your career, or um, financial goals, your health, um, and yeah, relationships as well. As a holistic coach, I look at all of that. But yes, it's it 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 is a matter of um, sometimes you just need somebody to help you out, like. Uh, have an objective perspective of what's going on, what's keeping you stuck and someone to help you create, you know, what you want. Cause we all have this idea of the life that we want and the life that we know we can, we're capable of having, but sometimes it gets really murky. I remember for me, it was so, so murky and unclear and I just, I needed help and yeah, I got it. And yeah, so yeah, if anybody wants feels stuck or is in in uh is in a transition and they are feeling overwhelmed by it and they want to just um get some clarity on how to move forward and face their fears, that's what I do. <laughs> For sure, and where can they find you? Is it online? Do you have a website or I'm on Instagram. I don't have a website right now, um uh, but I, I do have a, what's that link tree on there. So okay. using that link on my Instagram, you, uh, you can click and, um, find, uh, more information about booking a consult with me. Um, and yeah, that's at Amanda Butelezi coach, Amanda Butelezi coach, one word. Cute. Your last name sounds like a rich girl last name. I <laughs> It's just, you say it so nicely. I'm like, I want to, I want to have a nice last name like that. <laughs> well, you got to say oh, it again. God. What is it? Where, where can I find it? Say it again. L- let me hear it. Amanda Butelezi. At... <laughs> no, now, you, now you're confusing me. The way I'm saying it, I'm hearing myself say it and it sounds weird, but no, it's at Amanda Butelezi coach. Perfect. Amanda, thank you so much for popping by and, and having such an insightful conversation. I really appreciate you and your presence here. I hope you come back um, and hang out with us here. I'd love to. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. As always, this is your favorite podcast host, Anna Guzman, coming at you from your favorite podcast corner with no commercials. Wishing you the best week ever. Toodles.
Thank you.